0: What's up? What's up, everybody? Welcome to another NBA show from Bay U.S. TV, where we give out free NBA picks, guys, Monday through Friday. I'm your host, Jay Monday. It's my guy, Chris Farley. It's my guy, Josh, as well. Josh, how you doing, brother? Everything cool with you?
1: Doing all right, man. Doing all right. Hoping for a much better day of NBA action. It's been a rough week, I'd say, a little bit more, 10 days if we want to be exactly precise for me. But, you know, trying to deal with it as best we can and, and keep going and doing what we do. So hopefully a better one in store today for everyone.
0: Exactly. Hoping for a better day. What's up with you, Chris? Everything cool with you, my brother?
2: Yeah, I'll tell you what. Everything is even cooler now that I'm on the show with you guys because uh, even though I never cheer for anyone else's um, losses, it's it's nice to have colleagues who are experiencing some of the same, you know, I guess we can call it variance. I don't want to just blame variance every time. But, you know, it's it's one of those things where at different parts of any NBA season, You got to humble yourself and just be like, I I don't know. Like, I don't know why that happened. I don't know how that happened. Uh, So I I had a crappy night last night, too. Uh, 0-6, actually, overall. A little overexposed, double down on a few bets, including the heat, uh, which was quite a pathetic showing by them. So we're back at it again, because that's all we do throughout the NBA season. But nice to have colleagues like you guys who we can share in some of the sorrows.
0: Yeah, I I got smoked yesterday personally, to be honest with you. Um I I didn't even feel like talking basketball this morning, guys. But <laughs> you're here on the show, um hey, sometimes it's like that, man. But uh we got three games. We're gonna break them down. Let's go look at go over ahead and look at our uh, best bet records for the season guys um i I know that we could be a little bit better but it's all good sitting at 115 130 and three overall on the season guys but uh still going to get to some cash we're only one fourth through the season so about 75 percent uh more the season to go we will win my guys we'll try to stack up those wins as best as we can but let's go ahead and get to today's games here Uh, a lot of great games uh so three games on the card today couple of national TV games. Can't wait to watch them. Definitely going to be some great games here, guys. So go ahead and get to the first game up here. Uh, first game up, we're going to the streets of Cleveland here. We have the Cavs laying five points versus the L.A. Lakers here. Uh, Cavs laying minus 200 on the money line. If you'd like to take the Lakers, the underdog Lakers, to win straight up, you can get back plus 170 in this one. We have her over and under sitting at 225 and a half in this one, Josh. Um, how are you looking at this game, my brother? Do You think the Lakers can keep their stellar play going in this one?
1: Yeah, I mean, they, they look like they've sort of created some sort of identity about themselves, which was, I think, the biggest issue about this team in the early goings uh, was the fact that no one really knew what they were trying to do, uh, including the players themselves, who weren't necessarily too sure of their roles and responsibilities. But that's become much clearer now. And as you can see, the the results have sort of flipped as a result of that. But this is an entirely different test now. I think we're actually going to see what the Lakers are made of, not just in this game, but in this next week, where they have a pretty tough schedule coming up. You know, they started the East Coast trip looking great, but I mean, you know, again, a little bit of perspective on who they have played so far and what's yet to come. This undoubtedly the biggest test. Uh, I think obviously Jarrett Allen's still questionable. That's going to make a pretty big uh, impact on how this game might play out today as well. Um, what he does for that team in terms of rim protection and then allowing Evan Mobley to sort of play as a free room defender just changes Cleveland's defensive scheme so much uh, and makes them so, so difficult to break down in the half court. So keep a very close eye on on whether Jared Allen is good to go. I think that's going to have a significant impact on both the total and the line here. As it currently stands, I mean, I make this game minus four and a half, so basically on the line. uh, I make the total 222, which I initially thought was really high, but then you sort of look at how... Uh, both teams execute their offense, and I think there is a path to success for both teams. I would still probably lean towards the under just because the projected number of possessions I think might be a little bit high. I think this one ends up being played at a much slower pace, a little bit more intensity to it than usual. You know, you've got the LeBron, LeBron homecoming, etc. So I, I would lean towards an under here. I just haven't pulled the trigger on anything. Uh, I would probably lean towards the Cavs if Jared Allen is in just because I think that they are still the more known commodity of the two. However, if he's out, then the Lakers would be the only way I could play this one.
0: Yeah, that's a good point there, Chris. Obviously, I mean, Jared Allen can affect everything. I mean, he's probably, he's probably going to affect some some props and everything. Um, obviously, guys like to bet some rebounds, PRAs, all in. I feel like he's going to really affect everything, whether he's in or out here. So kind of sort of sitting in the middle with him, questionable. I believe he's been out the last three games with a back contusion. So if he comes back, obviously the under will probably get pounded. Uh, and obviously the Cavs line will go up as well, Chris. But how are you looking at this one as it stands right now?
2: Yeah, I am going to make a play on the Lakers in this game at plus five. Um, you know, <laughs> I, just, I just started the show talking about some of my transgressions <laughs> betting, and here I am betting on the Lakers. <laughs> uh, so maybe this one's going to be my own fault. But uh, listen, Anthony Davis is, right, like we have to say it, right, he's just on an absolute tear right now. Uh, ever since the Lakers kind of started to figure things out, which which I started at the Nets game in mid-November, when they got that win there. So the last nine games, and I'm I'm ruling out there's was, there was a game in between, I think, where just a complete anomaly. But 35.3 points per game, 2.8 blocks per game, 16.6 rebounds per game for Anthony Davis. Obviously, playing some of the best basketball we've seen from him in a long time. And obviously, I hope Jared Allen does not play tonight, but Anthony Davis. When he's playing at his best, when he's motivated, when he's focused, which those all seem to be checked right now, uh, it shouldn't matter, right? It shouldn't matter who he matches up against because the physical gifts that that guy has is what LeBron James, I think, has been waiting for for a long time to kind of see that really come to fruition. I totally agree with what Josh said, right? This is a team that really didn't have an identity um, you know, Darvin Ham, I give him a lot of credit for that because just seems like a very self-aware coach, like a team that needed to be coached up and kind of find themselves again. He can admit when he's wrong, but he can also tell the players exactly what they need to do. So it just feels like a Lakers team that's coming together. Russell Westbrook is making a lot of those like try hard plays that might not be in the stat sheet, but you know, hustling, uh chasing after balls, saving balls when going out of bounds, things like that. Uh Lakers lost to Cleveland earlier this month at the Staples Center. Obviously, when LeBron goes back home, he tends to really care about those things in Cleveland. So, you know, these long road trips, it's been tough. But Lakers faring well so far. We're getting five points. I put it at three points. So still getting a little bit of value here. Now I put it at three points for Jared Allen out. You obviously have to consider that in this handicap. And I don't like it as much if he does play. But I do think the Lakers are going to be very competitive tonight, as long as we keep on seeing the same thing from them, which they have been consistent. So Lakers plus five. Hopefully there's some more camaraderie from this long road trip and they at least keep this game close.
0: Yeah, I couldn't talk you off that, Chris, as well. Lakers are three and zero straight up and against the spread last three, five and one uh straight up and against the spread last six, and eight and two against the spread uh straight up and against the spread last 10 games. So they've been playing some of their best basketball this season here, Chris, where the Cavs hadn't really been playing well. I played, I follow this team very closely, and they don't really look like the same team of last year. I know that Jared Allen's in and out of lineup. Um Garland's starting to get back used to playing um with with uh Mitchell since he was out for a while. So that's a good play by you, Chris. I'm definitely rooting for you to cash. Uh definitely could see this one cash. And like you said, you make it three. This line open up at four. Maybe it's maybe they know that Jared Allen's in. If he gets ruled in, the line may not move too much here. So um that's kind of how the books do it sometimes. If they know the kind of obviously they have more info than we do. So they probably know that he's coming back, and that's probably why this line is a little bit higher here. But definitely rooting for my guy Chris there with the Lakers. Hope they keep it hot in this one. Um they do have a big game tomorrow. So I let's just say I hope that game goes to double overtime. Let's just put it that way. So <laughs> Yeah. Uh, but i hope the La- i definitely hope you cash with the lakers in this one chris uh let's go over here to the next game here we're going to the, the streets of miami man it's, it's really tough man unfortunately we have to talk about this team today but uh <laughs> the heat screwed me so i i was telling people before the game yesterday if they if this game does not cash i don't know what i'm gonna do with myself and we know what happened they lost yesterday but Regards to that, they're laying eight and a half here at the house versus the Detroit Pistons here. Laying minus 360 on the money line here. You can get back plus 285 if you'd like to go with the underdog Pistons in this one. Over and under sitting at 220 and a half in this one, Josh. Uh, what, are you, what are we doing in this one? You still pissed off at the heat or what? Like me. <laughs> I'm living with this team right now, man.
1: Yeah, man, I I am too. I hold grudges. Uh, You know, I'll probably still bet him in the near future, unfortunately, but I do hold grudges. That was uh, a painful one, particularly for uh, myself and you guys as well. I'm pretty sure I got on at that two and a half at the opener, which just made the entire situation infinitely worse. But. Look, let's, let's focus on this one. Back home against Detroit, Jimmy Butler is out again for conditioning purposes, whatever that even means. Um, you know, everyone else is on deck, though, so they should be fine, I think, in this spot. Uh, Detroit sort of, you know, playing a different style of basketball over the past couple of weeks, if you really look at it. Um, much faster paced, up and down the floor. Um Surprising, I think, is is probably the only word I'd have for it. Just given that I expected them to be probably slower without Cade Cunningham and a little bit more deliberate, but it seems to have gone the other way. And Killian Hayes looks really good in that playmaking role, um, bringing the ball up the court as well, and, and able to find you know find guys in pockets, find you know the open big man in the paint. So their offense has been very, very surprising. I actually lean towards the over here as a result of that. I think they do try and push and they run. We've seen Miami not just this season, not just last season. Basically, for a very long time now, under Eric's Bolstra, where they play on a back-to-back, they play up tempo and they play fast basketball. They look to execute their offense quickly. They don't get stuck into those half-court, uh, grindy type of games. They, they sort of, you know, those are reserved for you know bigger showdowns and especially when they're on more rest and they have that energy to give on defense. Whereas, you know, I think flying back home in, in a situation like this against a team that's going to try and run up and down the court. It just screams overs to me. And and my number is sort of two and a half points above the market. So it's not necessarily a huge edge. I just think that, you know, we've seen this play out many times before for the Heat. And that would be the only suggestion I have on this game. Looking at the line, a little bit of line value towards Detroit here. Not enough to want to take it or get involved. Like I said, Miami, I think, in this situation could get going offensively. You know, they themselves will be pretty pissed off with how yesterday went down as well. So I think that offensively they get going early and they keep their foot on the gas throughout the entirety of this one. So maybe even a Miami team total worth a good look there as well. Um, might end up talking myself into something there, but I haven't actually played anything here yet. They're the only ways I would look.
0: Yeah, that's some good points there, Josh. You know, you're basically talking me into a Heat team total over and there. You're liking the Heat to bounce back and liking pace and points there. uh, that one, you didn't really have to care about the point spread with that one, Chris. If you take the team total there, but uh, it probably the Heat probably bounce back here now that I'm not betting them. They probably bounce back and win this game by 15 points, Chris. Um, it just that's usually how it goes. You see something fishy happen the day before, everyone will like to. Oh, okay, we're taking Detroit then, especially with Jimmy out, and then the Heat probably win this game by double digits. So, how you looking at this game, my guy?
2: Greece. Yeah, you're 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 onto something there, Jay. I mean, I tweeted out today. You know, uh, maybe if you're a handicapper in the NBA right now, you just kind of do the opposite of what makes sense. You know, half the time, mm-hmm. uh, because that's kind of the way things are right now. And you know, to make matters worse, on yesterday's show, I had a big rant about the Heat and how they're still a very formidable team because they just beat the Celtics in overtime on Friday night, which is not something any team is doing right now, by the way. Uh, Celtics in a tough spot last night and they still won, but. Anyway, uh, this is a tough one for me. I think Josh is onto something with the over because the Pistons do not thrive against teams with this style. You know, they're a bad defense against two-point shooting teams. They're a bad defense in the paint. And, you know, that is where the Heat like to bread their butter, so to speak, right? But uh, the Pistons are interesting lately. Over the last 12 games, about four weeks, they have only a minus four point differential, which means they're keeping a lot of these games pretty close or they're winning straight up. And that's against some good competition, Lately, like the Suns, Celtics, Raptors, uh, Cavs, Mavs. Uh, so the Pistons are are kind of a little feisty right now. Obviously a tough spot for the Heat off of back-to-back, but they are at home. And what you just said, Jay, right? Like I'm expecting the inevitable, nonsensical thing to happen. So I'm not going to bet this game, but slight lean towards the Pistons. And I, and I do think you guys are onto something with the team total and over.
0: Yeah, no, I'm right there with you. not, not something I bet we could expect that Jimmy Butler is going to be out of his will, guys. Just I'll give you something a, a quick nugget. Um, uh, when guys are out and in and out of the lineup and they just came back, they're not going to play a. Uh, they're not going to play a back to back. So that's something that you don't necessarily have to wait on the line to move. They just come back in the lineup. They're not going to force it, play back to back. That's that's leaving you even more susceptible, susceptible to, to another uh, injury for the same injury or something else, guys. So um, shouldn't be surprised that Jimmy Butler is out in this game. But one more game up. Let's go over here to the streets of. Denver here, guys. Unfortunately, not have an official play on the Detroit versus Miami game. But let's head over here to the streets of Denver here. We have the Nuggets here. Land five points at the house versus the Dallas Mavericks here. Mavs coming off a huge win last night versus the Suns. If you'd like to go with the Mavs to get another huge win, um, they're getting back plus 180 on the money line. Nuggets land minus 220 here. Over and under sitting at 222.5 here, Chris. We'll go right back to you here. Um, you liking the Nuggets early in this one, oh, my God. Let us know why.
2: Yeah, I'm gonna take Denver in the first quarter. Obviously, it's a much better spot for Denver off of a little bit more rest. They're at home, uh, and in two games against this Mavericks team, they did not find a lot of offensive success. Right, they didn't eclipse 100 points in either one of those games. So I think point of emphasis for Denver tonight, especially off two losses where they didn't look too too hot, uh, is definitely going to be on offense, and that's that's where Denver thrives anyway. Right, this is just it's one of those teams where from an ATS perspective, they're pretty tough for me. They're 11 and 12 against the spread this year. They're 11 and 12 to the over. Uh, so it's just a lot of 50 percenters in there, you know, not a lot of, I guess, you know, consistently inconsistent. But um, they are the number one team in the NBA when it comes to field goal shooting percentage of 50%, 40% from three, 56% from two point land. Um, and they are the number one scoring team in the first quarter and the number one offensive efficiency team in the first quarter in November. So, there's a lot of reasons to like them starting off hot in this game, especially maybe for a spot for regression. Obviously, the Mavericks coming off a tough, emotional, good win last night against the Suns. The Mavericks play some really good defense, especially in the first half of that game. But I think, you know, usually when there's a point of emphasis like that in one game uh, against an arch rival, you know, maybe it's a little bit less. You know, you kind of put your foot off the gas a little bit more uh, or a little less so in the next game. So I think Denver can can thrive at least early in this one until you know, maybe the Mavericks uh, kind of apply that defense again. Something to think about, too, though. Nuggets go to Portland tomorrow, and that is a tough spot. I mean, are going from Denver to Portland back-to-back. Back. Portland's always a tough spot, so maybe you think about Portland tomorrow. But I think the Nuggets have this game circled. I mean, they're still number one in their division. They're surviving somehow with a lot of good offense, so I think they have to lean on that tonight.
0: Yeah, I'm right there with you, Chris. I like Nuggets here um, first quarter as well. It's only That's the only thing that I could look at today. It's a super small play for me, but Nuggets have been the second best team in the NBA uh, scoring the basketball in the first quarter, scoring 32.3 points uh, game in the first quarter, and also point differential as well at the end of the first quarter, uh, plus 4.6 as well. That's also good for the second best in the NBA right behind Boston. So uh, the Nuggets are doing some right there. They can start off right with the offense. They came out lackluster the past couple games as well. Um, lackluster end, so I definitely come they have the rest advantage off two losses and they faced off against Dallas twice already this year Uh, without their players I might add one of those games they did win uh, outright as double digit underdogs so Nuggets in the first quarter is the only this the best look that I would have in this game Josh Um, you you don't necessarily have something on our plate but we could still all cash in this one Josh let them know what you like in here
1: we could we definitely could Uh, I'm on the Dallas side of things for this one I just think it's too many points plain and simple um, I understand it's a back-to back and a three and four but it's not the it's not the same back-to- back three and four that you know you would penalize teams for when you look at how Dallas played those last two games against Phoenix Luca played what 29 minutes no starter played above 30 minutes you go back to that next game the exact same thing Luca played 29 minutes no other starter played more than 30 minutes either that night either so it's not like they've had to log too much effort I don't think in those last two wins uh, coming into this game. So I think that their, their legs will be fine. I don't, I'm not worried about any uh, massive fatigue that I normally would be in a situation like this, especially playing in altitude. Um, I think they're going to be just fine. I think that the over-adjustment for that um, is presenting value here on Dallas as a result. I have this closer to three than I do five, so the full game is a simple handicap in that regard for me. Um, but also, I think the injection of life they've had from Tim Hardaway Jr. joining the starting lineup can't be denied. I mean, you look at the last four games, their offense is absolutely humming again, finally looking like the, the team that they were last season. And a lot of that is what he brings in terms of spacing and shooting. Uh, and, you know, that that affords Luca that extra, you know, not just a shooter, but uh, the the extra attention that then needs to stay on the perimeter gives him the space to operate inside. And that's what makes him even more dangerous where, you know, he might not necessarily be scoring the same number of points, but his efficiency is through the roof uh, and Dallas's offensive efficiency as a result, um, also jumping pretty sky high there. So I'd like the matchup as well, a lot for for Dallas personally, I think, KCP currently questionable. I think that could be a pretty big out. If if Caldwell Pope isn't able to go, they've already had to inject Bruce Brown into the starting lineup because Michael Porter Jr. is out. They start to get really, really thin after that. The drop-off is pretty noticeable. So that'll just give, you know, Luka in particular a, a particular point of emphasis to attack on offense. Uh, and the second unit minutes, I think, become really brutal for Denver in that situation where, you know, for Dallas, you've got Josh Green off the bench, who's absolutely balling at the moment, playing fantastic at both ends of the floor. I think Christian Wood can come in and have a lot of success in a matchup like this, especially if, uh, especially if Denver want to try and roll out DeAndre Jordan against him, where, you know, you might have the size advantage, but yeah. he's just going to absolutely cook him offensively. So that, that's a terrible matchup, I think, for Denver uh, when that does come to eventuality. The first quarter, I do agree with you. Obviously, the the Jokic minutes are always just formidable for Denver. um, But I think that Dallas has a pretty noticeable edge in that second unit, which normally you don't say because I think the non-Luka minutes have also been a concern for them at times this season. But now that they seem to have their rotations a little bit more steady and a little bit more in check, um, we're starting to see the difference in output from them there. So... I also believe that the Dallas offense is just going to be situated so much that Denver's going to have to keep pace. When you have a team that shoots threes and it's not just the volume but the efficiency that Dallas does, it becomes really difficult for teams uh, to keep executing their offense in the same way. They can often get drawn into trying to match them uh, shot for shot and that's just not what Denver is built to do at the moment, especially not with their injuries. So. Uh, yeah, I do think there is a pathway for all of us to cash, but I'm just going to keep riding Dallas at the moment. I think they have turned a corner. I think they're going to be a pretty um, valuable commodity in the marketplace in this next week or two as well, now that they have pieced things together. So first half look yeah. for me and a full game look for me on Dallas here. Like I said, I make this a three. So if you're catching a fire, that's a fantastic bit of value there. First half, I got a plus two and a half there. I think you can get a three if you shop around as well, or it's currently available in most places.
0: Yeah, I couldn't talk you off that as well. Dallas is definitely um, playing a lot better, Josh. It's a good eye by you, Tim Hardaway Jr. It's what it is. He's stepping in, being somewhat like that Jalen Brunson, um, where he the, where the Mavs have another ball handler. So you have Luca Dinwiddie and um, and Hardaway Jr. So he's stepping in, like I say, being that Brunson. They should have made that change a, a long time ago, and it's really helping out for them as well there. So that's a good eye by you, Josh. Um, but uh, obviously, I mean, with Jokic playing ten minutes out of the first quarter, we all could cash in this one. So hopefully, we go. Uh, and oh, collectively, in this one, Chris and I are on the Nuggets first quarter. Josh is on the Mavs in this one, first half and full game. Cannot talk you off there, especially if KCP is out as well, guys. So um that's it that's for that's the three games guys now let's get to some uh q a here uh josh rolling with the Mavs. first half ample game we rocking with nuggets first quarter in this one guys uh now we got a question in the chat from my guy julian here he says uh or no this is from uh, not from julian from things we do sorry guys that's the producer but uh do you do you guys uh use ref stats as a part of your handicap chris
2: you know I I've, I've looked at that a little bit more in the in the playoffs but uh that was like reluctantly no, no I don't I don't really look at refs that much even though I I admit you know some of these records that people post about the way teams do as particular refs can be pretty mm-hmm. jarring but I I just I, I can't bring myself to really consider that as part of the handicap
0: Yeah maybe later in the season right now it's not really something uh but Josh what do you what do you think do you do you care about refs at all oh, my god
1: uh, unless it's Scott Foster refereeing Chris Paul, I don't think anyone really cares too much about it. Uh, it, it can be a really gray area and um, pretty subjective. I think you can, if you really wanted to dive into it, you could probably start making cases either way there and it gets a little bit complicated. So I try and steer away from that and, and just stick to sort of things that are a little bit more black and white for me.
0: Yeah, no, I'm right there with you, man. Start. Uh, we try. We like to look at trends. We like to look at actionable info. Sometimes the refs can really matter. Um, that's something that you maybe look at, but it's not something that I take a play based off uh, just a ref status, guys. But um, that's it for for the show today, man. Only three games. Unfortunately, Tuesdays and Thursdays are the days that we have the least amount of games. But uh, when we have three or four games, we will talk about every single one of them. Uh, now let's go over our best bets for the show today, my guys, and let's let's try to get this cash today, man. Come on some BS yesterday we're trying to <laughs> trying to cash today but Josh rocking with the Mavs in the first half and a full game uh um, first half plus three and Mavs full game plus the five I'm I'm taking this super small play for me but I'm on Nuggets first quarter minus the one and a half Chris is also on Nuggets first quarter minus one and a half and Lakers plus the five a lot of great plays today on today's card my guys let's get this cash let's go undefeated one time for the one time I'm your host Jay Money um that's my guy Josh that's my guy uh, Chris well, make sure you follow us on Twitter. Hit the like button. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. All that good stuff, man. We appreciate everybody for tuning in. Free NBA picks Monday through Friday. Bet US TV. We're back tomorrow, guys. We out.